Hey, if you're tired of doing all the things that you think you're supposed to be doing, because that's what everybody else out in the online world keeps telling you that you need to be doing in order to be successful, I'm talking about things like complicated funnels, Instagram, IGTV, Facebook Lives, create videos, create courses, take course after course after course after course. If you're exhausted by even just listening to that, I've brought on a special guest, and she's also from my mastermind, Elise Daniel, fellow Millie, as we like to call ourselves. We're going to have this great conversation about what we didn't do, and you're going to love this conversation with her. Let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Lori Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. So let me just give you a little bit of background on this. She uh, is a big hearted rebel mentor who is here to help you generate, her clients generate real results by following what's what aligns with your passion and purpose. Um, she's officially a business mentor and a success coach, a podcaster and dog lover who's obsessed with supporting driven women to create businesses that ooze with profit and purpose so that they can create the impact and lifestyle that they crave. She's been able to scale her business to multiple six figures in just 24 months without doing doing almost anything we're actually taught to do. <laughs> um, and that was something that we were chatting just before we started recording. She has supported dozens of women to scale successfully and is determined to spread the good word that you get to create a wildly successful booked out business without doing all the things, especially the things you hate. So welcome, Elise. Thank you, Lorianne. I'm so excited to be here on your podcast. This mm -hmm. is a delight for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was just on yours just not too long ago. Yeah. That was yeah. so fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to get us started, I have a couple of questions that I've been asking all my guests. So I'm going to ask you two of them right now. <laughs> and what are you super proud of? Ooh, I like that question. That's a good one to lead with, isn't it? Oh, I mean, in business in general, I guess we're saying here, you can answer however you want. <laughs> In true coaching form. Totally. Totally. I'm really just proud of um, I, the way I've kind of grown my business and where I'm kind of at with that, if that makes any sense. So just being able to kind of grow it and scale it my way without, you know, a lot of sacrifice or a lot of the things that we're kind of told that we need to do to be able to get a business off the ground. It's just been super important to me to take care of myself along the way and really have time for my husband and my dog and for doing the things that I love. And it's one of those things I used to work as a nutritionist and something I would see time and time again was that we would try to like create the results we wanted in the almost opposite energy of that thing that we wanted to receive. Meaning like 
and I think so many of us have gone through this, especially as women, but meaning like we try to like beat ourselves up into good health or berate ourselves into eating healthy or beating ourselves up into exercising and doing all that stuff. And then expecting to feel good on the other end of that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it doesn't work. So that was something I was super intentional in leading into this business as I had learned that lesson the hard way in nutrition and with my body. And so I wanted to be so intentional about that. I'm lucky enough to live in such a beautiful part of the world. And I just want to like have time to appreciate that and go down to the beach and spend time with the hubby and the dog and friends and do all that kind of stuff. So being a type A, that's not necessarily my default to do. So I'm right. really proud of myself for like being intentional and really holding those boundaries around the way I've built the business. That's fabulous. Yeah. You know what I, um, what I had this vision of when you were talking about you know, like how we as women, like we beat ourselves up, you know, to go to the gym because one day you'll be happy. It sort of reminded me of, I have two sisters that are like, like, have must have like astronomical IQs. And I was just always like, I'm just smart in a different way. Yeah. But I remember like the peer pressure of, I had to be smart like them. Mm. And I, yeah, I just struggled in school. And so I'm just like having flashbacks of my parents, like um, Lorianne. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just like, it wasn't until I got after college, actually after college and was studying for my boards in healthcare, mm that I realized how best I studied. Yes. And did really, really well when I finally okay. grasped onto that, just doing it my way. Totally. And that's such a good, that's a great, another way to look at it too. I always compare stuff to like exercise and health and stuff too, but that's so like, we all learn so differently. Mm -hmm. I remember exactly the same through uni, like figuring out how I needed to study and what my process was. And like, that took me years to figure out quite honestly. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. What habit could you not live without? Oh, it's hard to, can I put two in there? Well, okay. Yeah, let's, of course let's you can. This. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it out. I was like, I'll have a sneaky way of doing it. Biggest thing is really like taking care of my brain and my energy is the biggest things. And so I do that from a, like my two favorite ways to really take care of that is through like movement of my body and also like whatever mindset work is feeling good, whether that's meditation or journaling or, you know, listening to affirmations when I go for a walk or a run or whatever it is. But like, moving my body is so essential to my well-being <laughs> from a mental place, mm. probably even more than like the physical aspect of it. So that's just something I struggle without. <laughs> Massively. I, I have to get outdoors. Yeah, like definitely. That's one of mine. Um, yeah. I mean, you and I both like love to exercise so one of mine is definitely exercising, but is getting outdoors. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 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 When um, we first went into quarantine, that was like, that was the biggest struggle when we weren't allowed outside for very long periods of time. I'm like, I need to get out. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the fresh air, just being in nature. It really does something. Yeah. It definitely does. Yeah. yeah. So tell, can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got here? I'm always fascinated by people's journeys. Yeah. Mine is like a very eclectic one. So <laughs> I'll try to keep it somewhat brief. 
but yeah, so essentially I, um, I'm originally from Vancouver, Canada. I now live in Australia. So it's, feels like ages ago. It's almost nine years ago. I made the move to come over to Australia. I met my now husband over there. We were working together, funny enough, at a bar and a restaurant <laughs> as I was going through some post-grad um, study. I'd always done a ton of travel throughout university. And um, I was like, it was kind of my thing. I was like, I finish a degree, I go travel. And so I was like, yeah, I'm down to come to Australia. Hadn't been here before. So came over just like, hadn't, didn't really have the intention on staying permanently, but was like open to the idea um, and just fell in love with it. Like it's just coming from Vancouver, which is like Pacific Northwest, very beautiful with like the mountains and the ocean. And it's just, it is a stunning part of the world, but it is rainy. <laughs> it's very <laughs> yes. rainy. And so it's just like, it's hard if you're a huge kind of sun person to like be in that environment all the time. So absolutely and fell in love with the environment and the sun and the beaches and just all of the goodness. Um, and then found myself for the first time working like traditional jobs. So because I was restricted visa wise, I kind of had to find my way into jobs that weren't like ideal, <laughs> shall we say. And that was probably one of the best things ever because it really then pushed me to be like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> it's time to do what I want to do. So I, you know, studied um, my background in uni was like philosophy and psychology. And then I'd gone and studied nutrition. And so I decided to get my nutrition business off the ground and also start transitioning from my day job to teaching yoga. So yoga had been a huge part of my life. Loved it. I still love it. Love everything it does for my brain and my body, mostly the brain though. And so I quit my job and decided to transition into teaching full time. So that was kind of my first delve into entrepreneurship because you got to find your own gigs basically. So you have to like go out there, you know, anyone who's worked in like health and fitness in that way, teaching classes, it's like, you really got to build your schedule and build up enough classes to get you enough money to be able to like support yourself. So I was very fortunate in that that took off quite quickly. I was quite fully booked, fairly sought after, which was great because I lived in Brisbane, which is a fairly, not a huge city, but not, um, it's definitely not a huge city by any means. And yoga was kind of like a newer thing compared to North America. So was very much lucky enough to kind of build up my schedule and transition to full-time pretty quickly. And that was fantastic. But then I was very much caught in that, like, oh, I'm working like 50 hours a week <laughs> <laughs> and I've already capped myself with my income. So this is not ideal. So that was fabulous. Cause it really gave me the more of the flexibility to start my nutrition business. So that looks like me kind of health coaching and um, supporting women with their relationships to their bodies and their nutrition to help them mm -hmm. lose weight, just feel better, balance hormones, do all of that kind of stuff. So I started doing that in person. And then because I was doing so much in-person work between teaching yoga and my nutrition consults, I was like, I got to move this online. It was really important to me to have a bit more of a remote business because my family is in North America and I like to travel and I wanted to have that freedom and flexibility. Okay, so can I, can I just ask yeah, you something right there? Absolutely. So taking your business online, so it was more just because, Hey, here's my lifestyle, not, or was it also because, Hey, there are, there are people 
that I could be helping that aren't necessarily right in this geographic location? Yeah, it was a bit of both because I think it's interesting. Like it's interesting now because I'm from North America. I've always had a few more clients all over the world, I think, just because I have like friends from over there and here. And so it's kind of grown like a collective community in that sense as well. So that was another aspect of it too, was that like, I knew there was people at home I could probably help, or there was, you know, just, I knew there was a huge worldwide web, obviously. And I was like, how do I get involved in this? But it was very lifestyle driven because I just, you know, in the business that I was in with yoga, I had a lot of friends that owned studios. And so I saw very acutely what running that kind of business looked like. And I was like, I don't, I don't want this. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so like time demanding. And like, you just have to be, it's very hard to step away from the business. And there's just so many things about a physical business that really constrain you obviously to that physical location. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So that was two huge driving factors there. So I started to dabble really with putting myself out online and it was a long haul. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I did so many group courses and did the online trainings and did all of that stuff. And then very quickly, well, not even quickly over like a year or so, I was like, okay, I'm making progress. I'm signing clients, but like it's just not, I knew it wasn't getting the momentum that I could, if that makes any sense. So I kept, you know, tottering around and I did all of the things that, you know, we all do. I was afraid to put myself out there and I didn't mail my message. And I had a lot of crap in my brain around selling and just so much stuff that like the physical teaching of courses wasn't supporting me with. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like getting to like, I felt like I was getting some pieces of the puzzle together, but I was missing that cohesive fit. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so long story short, I did that for a while. I kind of had like a, like light bulb moment one day. So I'd been running my nutrition business for a few years. I had transitioned out of yoga teaching into doing that full time. And again, it was working. Like I was making money but it just was feeling hard. Like it just felt like Mm -hmm. every step was a struggle. And it just like, I couldn't get rid of this nagging feeling that like something wasn't right. I just felt like something was off. And so I kind of gave myself, it was actually three Christmases ago almost that I gave myself some time and space. So me and my husband were going on holiday to, um, where were we going? Tasmania. And we were just going to take a few weeks off. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, just give myself some space to like process and decide what I wanted to do. And over that time, I was like, I need to burn it down. (laughs) I kind of just got the hit. I'm like, this is just not the right thing. And I just couldn't like shake that feeling off of this not being right. So I kind of just, I didn't really have a plan. I knew that like, I wanted to be supporting women more with the mindset stuff because that's what really I noticed made a huge difference with everyone's progress. It wasn't so much like, here's the food, eat it. It was like, (laughs) okay, what's going on? Like, why aren't we making these choices? Like what's coming up in the transition of the habit change? Like all of that stuff underneath was the stuff that I saw truly make the difference. And so I'm like, I'm a little bit stubborn in the sense of like, once I see something, I can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this just feels true to me. So I can't keep pretending that it's the surface level stuff. 
when I know it's not. So long story short, <laughs> I burnt that business to the ground. Um, I literally fired my clients, closed down my membership, pulled the website down, I think within like a week. And I was like, okay, so we did that. <laughs> We're starting from scratch. Um, and then uh, kind of simultaneously at this time, I had a lot of women, obviously that had been following me that had also studied nutrition and were like, how did you get this business off the ground? How did you sign your first clients? What was going on here? And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I know the answers to these questions. And luckily I kind of did all of the things that I know I shouldn't have done now. <laughs> right. So I feel pretty good about telling you what not to do and what to do instead. So I kind of made the very scary decision there to move into business coaching and mindset support. And that was terrifying. So from there, I pretty much just opened up a Facebook group, which I still have today, literally started with a group of like 20 women. I, you know, brought people in there. I did a free challenge and then I signed a few high-end clients straight away. And then it just really built up from there. So mm -hmm. from there, we kind of booked, our, I booked myself out within a couple months. I had hit the infamous 10K months that I'd been trying to hit for literally years in my nutrition business. Yeah. And I was kind of blown. I was like, Oh, glad I listened to my gut. This is why that didn't feel right. So it was, you know, it can, it can feel really easy for that to sound like kind of an instant success story. So don't get me wrong. There's been heaps of, you know, challenges and hurdles yeah. along the way, but it was really so much due to those years I put in, yeah. <laughs> in yes. my nutrition business, learning everything the hard way, basically. How scary was that to say to yourself? And, and even if you were just hearing the download, but then to take mm -hmm. action, like, okay, burn down your business. It's like, <laughs> but, but, but this is my baby. Yeah. And I poured like a lot into it, like years of work yeah. and years of um, belief too. So that was something mm -hmm. I struggled with the most was like, how do I tell the difference between doing this from the right place versus me not believing in myself. Right. right. And it really, like, I think the only way to describe it was just like, it wasn't from a fear place. So I wasn't making the decision from a place of fear. I was doing it from a place of everything in my body just like contracts when I think of this business, <laughs> the previous wow. business. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't ignore that feeling to mean that like, I probably shouldn't keep pushing through that. And our bodies are so smart. I, I fully believe that our minds and like, I, I always say this, like, it, I'll just use like a relationship an example. Our minds and our hearts are usually on two different pages and it's not until they're on the same page. Do we do anything? So, yeah. but our bodies are so like to be able to listen to it. Like, why does my stomach cringe Yeah, you know, or do flip flops? So, like whatever it is like, and yeah. Yeah. Good for you for totally. listening to it. Yeah, thank you. I was like, I don't know. It was really, of course it was hard. But like, don't get me wrong. That was terrifying. And I was like, I've put so much money into this and right. I've poured like everything into it. But it just felt so wrong. So I just couldn't kind of ignore that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So thank you. And yeah. here you are today. I know. I'm so grateful. I did not ignore that. <laughs> And you're right. You know, like when you were talking about like the, the quick success, it's mm. like you did all this other stuff 
to have this quick success in yeah. your new business, which, which brings me to, to something interesting that I think that we should talk about is pivoting because yeah. I, I really find, you know, like, um, one of the things like, um, like when I ask people like, uh, just random questions, like in my Facebook group, like about niching and here's why you niche down or like focus down. And a lot of times be like in the beginning, like they're so, but, but, but everybody, but I want to be able to work with everybody. I want to be able to like change those lives. And we're always so set on, I have to know exactly what my business is going to like. I have to make the decision now where it's going to be in 10, 15, 20 years. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I like, it was interesting. So when I first started the um, business coaching and success coaching, I really focused on like health oriented mm -hmm. service providers. So like nutritionists, I spoke specifically to them. And then from there, I kind of broadened a little bit just because I liked the variety and I was bringing in other people. And so that felt really good, but you're so right in that. Like, I think what's helped me so much in this business. And I see this with a lot of clients is that like, I really only just focused on the next step. Like I had laser focus and almost short-term vision. Not that I wasn't considering what I wanted long-term, but I was really just anchored in on like, okay, so like, these are the people that are reaching out to me. Why don't I just speak to them? perfect. Let's see what happens from there. Right? right. And then it kind of evolved a little bit from there, but it's, it's like, it can feel really confusing. I think for people listening to you to be like, okay, so you're saying like, have an intention of what business I want to build, but also only focus on the immediate, but also like, look at what I want to do. And it is kind of both, which is super annoying, but it's like being willing to just like, notice who are the people that are really resonating with what you're saying and reaching out or you're that, that you're connecting to and like be willing to just go so deep with them and just see where that next step takes you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, one of the things that I tell my clients is like find a group of people that you would enjoy like working with. And I, and I don't tell them like, it doesn't have to be written in stone. Even if you put it on your website, guess what? You get to go and change it. Yeah. But I always tell them, like, go and date that kind of person. You don't have to get married to them right away. It's not a lifelong commitment. It's just like, go and see if you would like to work with these type of people. If not, great information. Let's move on to somebody else. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's like, that's how you find out what you love. Like, yes. you can't really... I think so often we want, like, that divine download before we kind of take action or have the experience of the thing, but it's just like, I find it's just so opposite. Like I never would have, I'm like so many times, a lot of people are like, Oh, like, how did you know what you wanted to do? And how did you stumble into this? I'm like, I did something that wasn't right. Like that's the only way yeah. I found out, you know? Yeah. And I'm still so grateful I did that because it wouldn't have led me to this place had I held back on that step. Yeah. And you and I are big believers in the whole mindset stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when we act, when we become the person that like we want to become, I mean, like the right people are going to be put in our path. Yeah. The right people are going to find us. The right people are going to hear our message and they're going to resonate with it. And like, I have to work with. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and exactly what you said, like, that's just the best way to get the most data to continue to refine what you're yes. doing, you know? Yeah. 
it's just data. Just look at it as like being a scientist and doing an experiment. Totally. Yeah. And just being curious. Like, I think that helps so much and it takes that, that like it takes the heaviness and the intensity out of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that I think we should touch on, and I think this is the perfect time is about all the things. Yeah. You know, what is the name of your podcast, which everybody you should definitely go and search and actually we'll have it in the show notes because it's a fabulous, fabulous um, podcast. But like, you know, like this perception of you know, like in order for me to have a six figure business, I have to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I think that's so much because like, I tried that a lot. Like it was not due to like me lacking Uh, of raising my hand. Yes. Right. (laughs) Exactly. I listened to way too many people. Oh my gosh. And that's really the predominant kind of message. I do think that's changing quite a bit because there's incredible humans like you that are also spreading this message. You know what I mean? But I think it's, you're right. I think because it's being talked about more, by women. Yeah. Let's do it. Like do it your own way. Yeah. Yeah. So that you, so that you love your business so that you Mm -hmm. love your clients and it just like, and have the beautiful life that you want to have. That's why we love corporate. Yes, exactly. Cause we don't want the seven steps, right? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But it was really like, it was just such a predominant message. I remember starting out specifically and like the big people I looked up to were pretty much saying exactly that. Like, here are the seven steps. Here's the things you need to do. Make sure you do all of them and poof, you will be successful. And so like, I tried a lot of those things. I did elaborate funnels. I paid a lot of money for Facebook ad strategists way too early on. I did like all of these investments that definitely didn't work for me. And I was like, Oh wait, this isn't the answer. Like, you know, had to learn the hard way, but that's why I think I'm so obsessed with kind of breaking the rules and doing it in a way that just really feels good. I think one, it just makes it feel so much more freeing. So many of us that move into entrepreneurship do so because like, we don't like boxes, you know, we don't, we're kind of rebels by nature. There's like, we're not normal people, which is a great thing, right? <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because so, we're sort of like leaders, you know, and, uh-huh. you know, like we're pathfinders. We're showing other people yeah. a different way. Don't take the highway. Like, here's a path that, like, that I've been, you know, like, that I'm chopping down, that I'm, you know, like, come and follow me. Like, let me show you how I did it. Totally. Yeah. And I think it's just such good permission for our brains to see that. Like, yes. that's why I wanted to start the podcast. Cause I was like, well, like I preach, like I say this 1 million times a day to my clients and to my audience, but you know, what's going to be even more helpful for them is like to them hear it, not just from me, because I think right. just the more evidence we can build and the more examples we can have, it just helps our brain be like, Oh wait, it's not just like Elise who's on a crazy rant about this stuff. this is like a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the beautiful thing about helping our clients do it their way is because like, I know, um, like I don't try to try to make my clients dependent on me. It's like, yeah, I want, I really just want them to listen to their bodies, listen to their intuition. And like, that's how they decide to move forward. Like 
it's like okay. how else are you going to get downloads or um, intuition hits for a mastermind that or a new product or a new program that you want to offer if you're doing it if you're only following somebody else's way of doing things Exactly. It's really hard to be creative and innovative mm-hmm. if we're looking to slot ourselves into like the right way or the seven yes. step process, right? Yes. Like those two things just don't exist at the same time. It's literally impossible for our brains to do both of those things. Yeah. So yeah. And I think that's where our power is, right? That's really what allows us to stand out in the online space and attract the right people for us. Like I just believe so deeply that we just have humans who are meant to work with. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I just believe that. And I think that like the easiest way to attract those humans is really just to show up from our way to express things in a way that feels good and to build the business around those unique kind of quirks and weirdness and ways of seeing things and ways of talking about stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really, I think the more we can allow ourselves to embrace that gives us that permission to build the business around that in a way that works for us. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. What trends um, are you seeing right now, especially this year? Mm. So it's, it's like so interesting, isn't it? I mean, I think I've always been such a huge proponent proponent of connection. So something I've done really differently in my business was like, you know, I have a relatively small audience, a relatively small following for, the growth our business has had. And so like, you know, for example, my Facebook group, I think we've only just hit 1.3 K something around that. But like, I I hit like six figures with like under 500 people in the group, which is like, weird. (laughs) And I'm so glad that you brought this up because so many people are infatuated with this. Mm -hmm. But my email list only has like 250 people. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like I started a Facebook group, but there's only like, like yeah. 200 and we're, it's not about the numbers. Not at all. You know, it's not, it, this isn't one of those quantity things. This is definitely about mm-hmm. quality. So I'm so glad that you brought this up because it's so important for people to hear. Yeah. And I think that's just the way marketing's changed a lot. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when I first stepped into the online space, which was quite a long time ago, like it was six or seven years ago, it was very much a numbers game. It was very much like, okay, you get this amount of people on your email list and we convert this percentage and that's how it works. And it's just shifted, I think. So, I mean, for one, that never felt good to me because I like humans and I want to like actually feel connected to the people I'm working with because that's why we're here, right? So like actually connect with the humans and like get to know them and give them value and all of that stuff. But I think more and more and more are like the online space is moving towards depth rather than width and more connection beyond just more numbers. Yes. Because we're savvy. People are savvy. They're like, I know you're on, I'm on this email list to like be sold to. Do you know what I mean? Right. So like that depth just has to exist for people to trust a little bit more and to really understand, again, it's less about like why, whatever the service is whether it's nutrition or business coaching or any of that, it's like people now know the need for those things. So it's more so much like why you, you know what I mean? And connection is really the only solution to answering that question. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm just getting to know you and 
seeing why you and what makes you different and how you get them more or how you're the right person for them. So I think more and more and more, and I've just noticed this in the last year too, it's like the deeper we're willing to go with our audience, the more conversions we'll create from that. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. And just like one thing about those numbers where we were, um, where we're judging ourselves on, but I don't have the big email list is that I think that discourages people from getting started. Like I don't have 10,000 people, you know, so like I have five and two of them are family members. So I, I I love that, that we, we were talking about this because it gives people permission to start where you are hundred percent. Like, and I think it's so helpful to remember, I say this to clients all the time. It's like, how many clients do you actually need? Like you probably do not have capacity for 200 people. So perfect. Like you don't actually need that big of an audience. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's so helpful to remember. And that really helps us to like have enjoyment through marketing. Like I know so many of my clients you know, don't necessarily go into business loving marketing. And I was exactly the same, even though I had a bit of a background in it. I had like, it really left a sour taste in my mouth from the style of PR and marketing that I did. So I had bad beliefs and connotations around it too. So I had to really like, you know, give myself permission to not do it the way traditional marketing and PR was taught and to do it in a totally new way which made it feel so much better for me and allowed me to really, again, not do all of the things and do it my way. So I think that's so helpful for people to remember too, that like, it's, it's like, if you are willing to just like show up in front of your audience and provide value and be willing to create connection there, that's really all marketing is. Yeah, absolutely. Which is interesting because early on you said you had a hard time getting visible. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, yeah. How did, how did you get over that? How did you like rewire your brain for this? Mm. So honestly, I think it was really like, you know, that I say this all the time because it just sums it up so much, but there's this beautiful Brene Brown quote, Brene Brown, I believe it is. Um, quote, that's something along the lines of like, you know, the fastest way to do something is just like, or I've never seen anyone do incredible things without just getting sick of their own shit first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. And like after years of doing it in the way I thought I was meant to do it in my previous business and having like being just putting on this persona and trying to look professional and trying to say the right things and trying to hide from family and friends that would, you know, potentially think I was batshit crazy <laughs> doing what I was doing or was trying to like make it rich from some marketing online scheme or all of that stuff. I just got so sick of it. And I was like, well, I burnt my business to the ground. So, and do I really have anything to lose? <laughs> One, and, right. And two, I was like, well, I, I did that. And that just didn't work for me. And it felt terrible and it never really got me what I wanted. So like, I'm just going to show up as me and see what happens. So it was really kind of a, just a light bulb moment. And Mm. it was just me getting so sick of the BS that my brain was telling me and all of the stuff I did to try to keep myself in that um, container, I guess. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Just wow. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, So what books are on your nightstand? 
Oh, I love this. So I love, I'm a total book nerd. Like I used to get in trouble as a child for like staying up late at night, hiding under my covers and reading with a flashlight. I was that child. So like reading's always been like, I just love it deeply. And so I always have two books on the go. One is usually something that's a little bit more mindset driven. And one's usually like a fiction novel for funsies. So at the moment, my fiction novel for fun is I'm reading the first book in the Outlander series and I am loving it so much. Really? (laughs) Yes. And it's so not my thing normally. Like I usually, I love like a crime thriller or a bit of a suspense or I read anything really fiction wise. Um, But yeah, I'm just delving. It's like a whole new world. I love fiction because it just like slows down my brain at night. Mm -hmm. It's like something to help me relax. I don't like using technology before bed. So it's just like my settle down, transport myself to another world time and then fall to sleep, which I love. So you do physical books. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, do. I do. Me too. Yeah. Love, love. I just, I love the feel of a book in my mm-hmm. hand. I have a Kindle, but I just prefer real books. Yeah. I just prefer them. They make I me like happy. The, I, I like my Kindle for traveling. Travel. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and what's the What's your other mindset book that's going on yeah. right now? So at the moment I'm rereading. I also do that. Like I reread books all of the time. Not so much fiction, but mindset ones. I reread all the time. So I'm rereading Existential Kink at the moment by Caroline Elliott. It is good. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's very good. It is. Yeah. So that's my, that's my second on the go. And that's my second round of that one too. (laughs) I will. um, uh, And those will be in the show notes um, as well. But that existential kink, like, yes, is, is a fabulous book. Mm -hmm. So what advice, final question, what advice do you wish you had learned years ago? Oh, really? Like, I really wish someone had, and like, look, I'm sure people had told me and I didn't listen, which is why I'm just vehemently will not shut up about this message, but really just that, like, there's no one right way to create success. Yes. It like, that's really just it. Do you know what I mean? If there was one thing I wish I knew it was that. And just that, like, the more you can almost embrace your way of doing it, the faster you're going to reach results, quite honestly. And the more permission you give yourself to do that. And the less you make yourself wrong about the steps and the falls and the failures around the way, the yes. faster you will reach wild yes. success. Yes, totally agree. And the beauty of everybody doing it their own way is we're not all like, it's not all cookie cutter No, and yeah. lack of passion. Because if we were all building our business exactly the same way, it'd be a bunch of passionless businesses. Oh, it'd be so boring, mm-hmm. you know? And like, mm-hmm. and then you'd have, like, it's really what sets you aside in competition too. Like the more you just embrace your way of doing it, the less competition there is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. Where can people find you and learn from you? And please um, tell us about your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast, The Things We Didn't Do is on all of the platforms, you know, all of the normal places, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the things. Um, That is one of the best things to go follow. The other thing I am really all about is my Facebook group. So that's called the Purpose Driven Badass Entrepreneur Group. It is one of my favorite places to be. I'm just so, 
I'm so proud and, and just in love of the community. It really feels like a true community. So I'm just so grateful for the women in there. And I know you guys would love it. So come on down there. You can also find me on Instagram, Elise underscore Danielle. Um, and then our new, our website just had a refresh, which is all pretty and sparkly. And that's elisedanielle.com. Yes, definitely check out. Not, you know, like if you've never been to her website before, you won't know that it's like all like yeah, revamped and beautiful, but definitely all of that information will be down in the show notes. And Elise, thank you so much for sharing everything and just having this conversation. And I know, um, you know, like I'm drinking wine right now. You're drinking I coffee right yeah, now. Totally. <laughs> you're on the other side of the globe. I always feel like I'm like, I'm talking to the future when I, when I talk. I know, <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. This has been such a treat. Thank you so much for having me. I adore you. I love your podcast. So it's just such a delight for me to be here. So thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.